And welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we have a short and sweet mini-sode about how to conduct the video interview. It is such an important topic, such a hot topic, I would say, given the current moment in time right now. You want to make sure you have a solid video interview, especially if you want to get that job. I brought in someone you may be familiar with from last episode, and her name is Chris Holmes. Chris is an executive recruiter and partner at O'Connell Group, a leading executive search firm. Chris has placed over 1,000 candidates in new jobs and counseled more than 20,000 others in all stages of their careers by setting goals and leveraging their strengths. So we're going to have some really good nuggets of knowledge here on how to have a really good video interview and hope you tune in and hope you enjoyed this episode. Chris, thanks for being back on the show. Absolutely. So I want to hear from you. Why is it so darn important to have a good video interview? So Chris, the world has changed. It used to be my clients might do video interview for an initial interview, a screening interview before they decided to fly somebody in. But with everything going on in the world, my clients are doing video interviews, having a large group of people interact with candidates via Zoom or whatever capacity video and going to offer. So video interviews right this moment are taking the place of in-person interviews and in the future may do so as well because they're really effective. They're very efficient. They're much more cost efficient for the client and time efficient for the candidate because they don't have to travel. So it may go that they offer the job through video interview, and then they fly the person out to see the area and come in and assess the culture as a final step. So it's really interesting. But if you can't do well on your video interview, you're not going to get that job today. And so like, we're trying to motivate listeners to really buckle up and fine tune their video interview practice here. And I'm glad you said that this, you know, it might be worth it because this could be a long-term thing anyway, because organizations are shifting so much in the way that they do things. So this video interview tips, these tips here may not just be for the next month or so. These could be more of a long-term thing. Absolutely. Great. And so what are some good things to do for the video interview? What are your favorite tips? So even before I go into this, Chris, I want to tell people, you've got to do your homework in it, whether it's telephone screen, video interview, in person, you've got to do your homework on yourself. You've got to do your homework on the company if you want to succeed. So that's just across the board. By preparation, you're talking about rehearsing answers or the company, what specifically? In my book that we've talked about, Ignite Your Career, there's a whole chapter, probably the longest chapter on interview prep, because I think it's so critical. Not doing interview prep is like going to Harvard and leaving with one class left. So you don't have your degree. It's just (laughs) foolish. (laughs) Don't Um, do it. (laughs) Yeah, don't do it. So what I mean by interview prep is doing homework on yourself, knowing yourself inside and out, being able to articulate your experiences, how they allow you to deliver success in what I call the star format. But it's also doing your homework on the company. There are way too many times we've had companies say, Chris was great. Loved him, great skills, great fit, but we're not going to offer because he didn't know anything about us. So he's just shopping. Companies want people who have done homework and are sincerely interested in the company and the role. So that's as as important as doing the homework on yourself. 
Awesome. And I'm sure those things will come across even on a screen is how prepared you are. I mean, a lot of us, we think that just because we're doing this through laptops, you know, miles and miles away, that these things won't come across in the Zoom interview. But when in reality, it's obvious whether you're prepared or not. So um, I think that's a good point and a great thing to really set the stage for, for this episode. Talking about the video specifically, what would you say would be a good thing to distinguish yourself? Before you even get into the interview, you need to make sure all of the technical aspects and visuals are really set. So you want to make sure your camera is set at the right place. I've been on interviews where I'm looking down at people or I'm looking up their nose. Neither are going to do well by you. So you want the camera to be like you're looking at the person in the eye and you might have to play with that. You want to make sure your background is not distracting, that it's neutral and that they're able to focus on you versus something in the uphand you know, corner of your screen. So that's the other thing you want to do. You also want to check the audio to make sure that the audio is really good. And you want to make sure that you have good internet before you go into it. The other thing that I tell people is you want to do a mock interview with somebody before you ever get to the real one. And I'll give you an example that's about me. When I was at Kellogg, they did mock interviews. And what I found that I had no clue I did is when I got excited about something as I was answering questions, my hands would go up like that, literally in front of my face. And I had no clue until I did the mock interview. So you want to get out all those kinks before you ever have the interview and doing that homework to make sure all those elements are in place makes it seamless when you actually get to the interview. You know what I like about you, Chris, is I'll tell you, you were one of the very few podcast guests to do this, but you showed up 10 minutes earlier to our episode recording to prepare everything and uh, to get the microphone you know, sounding good and set up. And so for me, I think that really made a difference in your case in point about why this stuff actually works. So, And it matters how you sound and how you look because they don't get to see you in person right now is how they're going to form an impression of you combined with what you tell them. So it is important. And so going back to background, I know that's something that stresses a lot of people out. So you say to make sure it's, it's nothing too distracting and clear, but what if I'm just having a hard time choosing what my background should be? Like, should it be a wall? Should it be outside? Should it be in my room? Where do I really start there and picking where to do the interview? So I would say, first of all, someplace where it's going to be quiet. Like I came to work versus doing this podcast at home because at home, I have three dogs. I have other people working. There is noise. The phone rings and I can't stop it. Here I have more control over the setting. So that's the first thing. Second thing is while being outside is pretty and if you're on a Zoom call with friends, that's fine. If the dog barks or birds are chirping, it's a plus. In an interview, not so much. And the third thing is it doesn't really matter where, but you just want it to be neutral and not distract. That is the key. You know, I've had people do interviews in closets because they can clean out their clothes and sit there and the background's right there. So however you have to do it to make it so you're the hero versus the background, that's the goal. Thank you for saying that. I give the same sort of advice to people's 
their LinkedIn profile. I think, for instance, you want the person to pop through in the actual photo. You don't want whatever is in the background to take away from you. So I think that's good advice. You just want to make sure that you're standing out in every way possible. So what other advice would you have for video interviews specifically? And then I'll ask one question about the follow-up, which would be great. So another one is dress for success. You want to come across very professionally, just like you would be had you gone there in person. So, you know, dress in a suit or, you know, blazer for a guy, dress for a woman. You want to be very professional. And we've all seen the snippets on the internet of a newscaster who stands up and is in their boxers. Don't do that. Be completely head to toe dressed business attire in case for whatever reason you have to stand up. So look professional. The other thing you want to do, it's really weird. These are two things that sound weird. One is add extra enthusiasm in your voice, in your hand motions, be very enthusiastic. In the same vein, after you finish, stop and wait. And when the other person is talking, stop and wait for a second. Because in video interviews, it's very easy to talk over each other if you're trying to jump in and answer something. So that pause will help you make sure you don't do that. That's such a good point. And from doing these podcasts week over week, I've noticed that is something that I think the first time it happened to me, I was so caught off guard by you know the connectivity. Because I think I was talking with somebody in South Africa and I would say something and there would just be no dead response. Like just like I would get like stared back at I'd be like, wow, is this interview not going? <laughs> is this interview not going so well? <laughs> but in reality, I realized it just, there was that long of a delay. And whether this person's far away in South Africa or in your own home state, there is going to be that to be aware of. So right. I didn't even think about that. Thanks for that's right. a good one. Absolutely. You know, the only other things I would tell you is keep your account username simple. Doesn't have to be fancy first name, last name. Put your hands, you know, you can use your hands. They don't have your hands the whole time, but you can use them. And then the other thing I would tell you, and this ties into video interviewing, but beyond. So if you do this video screen and they're moving you on, they may check you out in social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure if you're looking for a job that you have also cleaned up all your social media and come across as very professional even in you know Facebook, they might check you out. You just don't want to have any inappropriate pictures or things you've said. So as you're starting your interview process, make sure you've checked off those boxes as well. Awesome. Great advice. And so for the follow-up, we just actually did a, a mini-sode about the follow-up, but I think you're a more qualified individual to talk about how to send a thank you. Do you advocate for this? Do you think it's a good thing to do? Absolutely. So when you're on the video screen with the person, ask for their email. And I used to say, write them a handwritten note. But the problem with that is it won't reach them in time. Ask for their email and write them a thank you note within 24 hours, because usually decisions are made as to whether they're going forward within that time frame. And you want to make sure you're able to express your appreciation and your interest before they've made a decision on you. Love that so much. Because one of the questions that I think I had in my mind as I was doing the episode is like, what if you don't have the email address of that person? And so to hear from you to just have that, you know, 
courage if you need it to be like, hey, I need, you know, could I ask for your email address? I think is is really good to hear. So And if Chris, you for whatever reason forget to, you can send them a note via LinkedIn as well. So that's the other thing. That's worst case. Or if you're dealing with a recruiter or a human resources person who set up the interview, you can reach out to them and ask them, could I get their email? And if they say, no, we don't do that for, you know, confidentiality reasons, say, could I send you a thank you note to forward on to them? So there are all sorts of workarounds. Love that. This has been great so far. Very short, sweet, succinct. Any last words of advice you would have on how to rock that video interview? No, just have done your homework. Don't be afraid to let them know how excited you are. And one thing, one tip I'll share with you that I tell everybody is, well, two tips. One, you have got to sell yourself every step of the way. If you start buying too early, they're not going to move on you. And we had a candidate who just recently did this. They lost a job offer because they were asking too many questions versus selling themselves. What I tell people to do is to come up with questions that help them think you're smart, you're strategic, and you've done your homework. There's a group of questions called WIFM, what's in it for me? Things like, what's your vacation? What's your culture? What's your 401k matching? Are you going to let people work remotely ongoing? Those are things that I tell people are relevant and should be asked once you're holding it off. Never should you touch them during the process. So focus on telling them how excited you are and then having your questions continue to sell you. I love that. Thanks so much. Chris Holmes, executive recruiter and partner at the O'Connell Group. I will make sure to drop the link to her website and a brand new book that was just released in the description of this podcast episode. Can't thank you enough for being on the show yet again for another episode. So this concludes our episode 164 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Hope you found this short and sweet mini so to be useful for your next video interview. Remember, and I'll go back to, to something that I was not expecting to hear on this episode. Prepare, prepare, prepare. That is going to come across so well when you do it nicely in your next video interview. This concludes episode 164. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time. 